I V M. Hey, Raghavi, do you remember the 20th of July? Uh, okay. You have to be way more specific than that, but okay. I think we had just gotten up from our afternoon nap and like... An afternoon nap. Yeah. On what I have a feeling might be a work day. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why were we sleeping in the afternoon in the middle of a work day? Because we were stressed out about doing the Cyrus live stream the next day. And we just decided that, oh my God, we're having a two minute meltdown. Let's let's cure it with a 20 minute nap. Yeah, that was quite stressful. Actually, I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's not. But, but do you remember uh, what happened on that day? Uh, yes, I actually do. Because uh, the day before we did Cyrus was also the day that we were inundated with just dozens and dozens of text messages yep. and Instagram DMs. And they all told us the same thing. They told us that there was a woman in Kerala who pretended to be a lawyer for almost two years and she faked her qualifications. And then she also went on to win like an official position in the State Bar Association. Yep. Then she was caught. That's right. And (laughs) all these DMs and messages were like, guys, can you and Raghavi please cover this woman? You know what? We will. Have you ever wondered why women don't do more crime? Well, we're here to tell you. There's misconduct all the time. Women are thieves and murderers. That's gross misconduct. Con artists, money launderers. Mm, Criminal misconduct. Financial fraud that's hard to track. Takes some planning, but still misconduct. Even breaching a contract. Well, that's more civil though. It's misconduct. Misconduct. Tell you all about women that suck. Things that make you say, what the? It's Misconduct. Hello, 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 and welcome to Misconduct. We are a podcast in which we talk about women that did bad things. Sometimes they're crimes. Sometimes they're just things that they did for the loans <laughs> and that ended up giving them a bad reputation. Should they be penalized for it? Who knows? My name is Raghavi. And I am Nisha. And I particularly love the ones which they do for lols. Today we are talking about Ceci Xavier, a woman who pretended to be a qualified and enrolled advocate with the Kerala State Bar Council. She practiced law for a good two years. She even went on to become the librarian of the State Bar Council. She represented loads of people in cases that she was not at all authorized to do in any way. And no one suspected a thing. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but the best part of the case is not like the months long con that she pulled off. It's just all of the drama that she casually pulled off when the con was discovered. Yeah, man. I think I kind of love her. But you know who shouldn't love her? Children. What? <laughs> Sorry, uh, that came out wrong. What I meant to say was, this is a podcast about true crime. It's not suitable for children. Ah. Listener discretion is advised. That's where you are going with it. Mm, We'll we'll plan better segues next time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, guys, we wanted to ask you a quick favor. Since we're on season two and you all are still here and clearly you like us, (laughs) it would mean a lot if you could show us how much you like us. Uh, If you can go back to your apps, whatever that your app you're using and hit the like or heart button for the episodes that you liked. Plus also hit on follow or subscribe for the show itself. And it would mean so much to us. Yeah. And if you're on um, Apple Podcasts or YouTube, just please leave a review as well. We are sort of at that stage with the podcast where we really know that some of you love it. And that's 
awesome. Yeah. But we're is. also sort of working on like, you know, accessibility overall. We want to see like how much like of an audience we can reach outside of this lovely little circle of people who yes. generally seem to like <laughs> us. And it turns out these sorts of things like liking or subscribing that really helps. So of course, please do tell your friends about us to post about us in your social media and just mm-hmm. generally hype us up. I mean, if you like us, of course. Of course they like us. Anyway, <laughs> let's now talk about the woman. So we know the story of Ceci Xavier. She's just from a few years ago. Ceci was born around 1993 or 94 and was a native of the town Alapura in Kerala. You may know it better as Alape. It's a little away from the city of Kochi. Alape is actually known for its like beautiful backwaters, stunning lagoons and like these lazy houseboats. Yeah, it's also the town where like you can float down one of those backwaters in a houseboat and then you'll stop by these tiny shops in the way and they'll sell you like fresh ass toddy. <laughs> and really? dude, fresh toddy is a real experience, okay? It's not it's not like your usual kalachara I'm seeing. <laughs> It's, it's really delicious and it's so rich. Everybody should try it at some point. Oh, cool. So it appears that uh, Ceci Xavier had enrolled herself at the Kerala Law Academy College in Tiruvannandapuram for a degree in law, that is a LLB. However, she did not really complete this course or graduate as far as we can tell. One of her representations before the Kerala High Court said that due to her poor financial circumstances at home, she could not successfully complete her course. She apparently also stated that she had lost some official documentation about her. So she couldn't complete the uh, administrative actions that she needed to take to get the LLB degree. Mm -hmm. There is some speculation that she didn't complete her degree because she couldn't meet the attendance requirements of her college. Not sure if this is like a sympathy angle or something. And honestly, I I don't think we should spend too much time on that because we can't prove it as far as we can see. And and she hasn't proved it to the court either. So in either 2017 or 18, she decided to start working at the law offices of an advocate in Alapura. Some news reports say that she started out as an intern with the advocate and then came back a few months later with her enrollment. Yes, Mm. I am using air quotes when I say enrollment. (laughs) Uh, She came back to this advocate and she said, Hey, I have an LLB degree now. Can you please give me a job? And she got the job. (laughs) Whoa, dude. What a go-getter man, this woman. I, not even a cover letter as far as I can see. That's just not even a very awkward LinkedIn request. No, just please. Not 100% pure confidence in herself. Man, I want this in my life. Right? Right? Someone should bottle that. Um, she also attended these proceedings wearing an advocate's coat and gown, which is that flowy, like Severus Snape gown that you see in yeah. these high court and Supreme Court lawyers that they wear. Yeah, dude, I, people have told me that it feels like Severus Snape, like, you know, when they, when they wear them, especially when they're like swooping down the corridor of like a high court, a high court that's likely older than their grandparents, by the way, that's oh, finally man. how it feels. Yeah. Have you ever had to wear one of these robes and like work in court? No. So I have never actually represented a client in a court. Oh. I just got myself like this nice, cushy little corporate job. <laughs> then I moved to a company. So it's not something that I've done, but mm-hmm. I have done internships with like a couple of high court and Supreme Court lawyers. But dude, it's it's not the same at all. Have you? You I, have been to a high court before. I did. When I was doing yeah. one of my internships as a journalist, they just said, go to court and report on something. And I sat through a lot of cases and it was 
boring. <laughs> it does, yeah. It can get boring, but um, Actually, no, that's that's unfair. I did not know. I didn't understand what was going that's on. That's why, yes, that's why it can yeah. get boring. I should have, I should have taken you along, dude. My in the first few years, I didn't understand it as well. It's only in my last couple of years of law school that I genuinely understood it, and that's only because I was like, whoa, this place is so regal. Shut up and listen <laughs> to these people. <laughs> Yes, apparently Ceci did shut up and listen because she had a thriving litigation career. Hmm. So, uh, of course, as an advocate, you have to be registered with the local bar council, and so she was with the Kerala State Bar Council. Membership with the bar council gives you many benefits. But more importantly, it's also necessary for you to practice law anywhere in the country. So, in fact, a client cannot appoint you as their lawyer at all unless your enrollment is. formally completed so sesi was enrolled with the bar in 2018 under the registration number k/1177/2018 it appears she submitted fake documents to get enrolled but we haven't seen these documents yet she also made some friends at the alapura bar association enough friends that they asked her one day hey sesi why don't you apply for an official position with the bar association what <laughs> and sesi Who's, let's please remember doesn't actually have a law degree yet was like this seems like a good idea <laughs> this spotlight will not be on me i can be so subtle about it so she stood for the elections uh, for for the 2020 2021 positions and her nomination was accepted by the bar that's how she got the position of a librarian sweet okay She pretended to be a lawyer for a little bit. She got a job as a librarian, something that she was very popularly elected into by the way. So why is this such a big deal? Why are we talking about this? Okay, so let's take a quick break because when we come back there is suspense. A... Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> See you guys after the break. Okay. We're back from the break, guys. So before we left off, Nisha was like, "Why is this case such a big deal?" Yes. And I can help you answer that. But in order to do that, we must first set context. Pew pew pew. <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. So let's start with the Advocates Act of 1961. Okay. So this is a whole set of laws that governs the practice of law in India. It's also the you know the law that set up the Bar Council of India and all the individual state bar councils as well. So mm-hmm. under this act, the Bar Council of India or the BCI lays down the rules for practice. So like who can qualify to be a lawyer, how legal education must be structured, um, what professional conduct is expected from advocates, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the BCI represents the Indian bar at large. Okay. And it also has the power to impose disciplinary action against advocates who don't follow its rules. These powers yeah. also go on to the state. bar councils as well so hmm. remember if you haven't qualified yet uh, the bci or any of the state bar councils can prohibit you from actually practicing law hmm. so hmm. just to clarify under the act an advocate is defined as someone who's enrolled under the provisions of this act and i know that can sound confusing but yeah. basically what it means is if you don't follow the process to become an advocate and get yourself enrolled appropriately you cannot practice law in india oh okay that's that's really it hmm. also a law graduate means anyone who's obtained a bachelor degree from a university established by law in india so just hmm. because you're a law graduate doesn't mean you can automatically necessarily practice law you need to have hmm. that enrollment in place okay, okay. Hmm. that was the basics 
now to the bci okay the bci is this just this massive entity under which there are lakhs and lakhs of lawyers that are currently enrolled hmm. and aside from what i mentioned earlier the bci also has a bunch of other important tasks so they promote like law reform legal education they organize uh, legal aid for those who can't afford it hmm. um if foreign laws want to practice in india they can set rules for that okay uh, like they conduct the all india bar examination to enter oh. you know like to be to actually be a lawyer Hmm. and also they essentially work like a union they safeguard the rights and interests oh. of all the advocates and law practitioners hmm. now when it comes to actual enrollment like to practice that power and responsibility actually goes to the state bar councils okay because if there are lakhs and lakhs of lawyers in just one country it's not possible for one entity to do all of it so of course the bar the state bar councils have to like they have to handle like actual verification of lawyers and their enrollment to the bar ask for the right documents blah 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 hmm. so the first enrollment that you get from the state bar is actually provisional and then you pass the all india bar exam and then you get your certificate of enrollment and this allows an enrolled advocate to practice in just any court across india except for the supreme court that's a whole other deal that's yeah okay that's hmm. uh, that's a lot and uh, kind of boring rather yeah okay i'll make it interesting <laughs> now i promise okay just okay, i'm sorry i had to vomit that out because there's just a lot there <laughs> So this is fun. So there's been a lot of chatter for the last few years about fake lawyers in the bar. Oh. <laughs> I got the juicy stuff. Yeah. Okay, so in 2014, then law minister of Delhi, his name is hmm. Jitendra Singh Tomar. Hmm. He got busted because he claimed he was an advocate when his degree was actually fake. What? Yeah. Wait, was there an investigation because this is like the freaking law minister? Yeah, there was an investigation even the High Court of Delhi got involved and his degree was actually proved to be fake. It wasn't just allegations. Oh. oh yeah, so he was asked to leave his party, that was the Aam Aadmi Party, hmm. and he could no longer contest in the 2020 elections. Okay then. Yeah, so the thing is that particular instance, sorry, it started like a bit of a frenzy. and okay. rightfully so it's something yeah. that you should now be concerned about cuz <laughs> it didn't have a law degree right so in fact in 2015 the then bci chairman manan kumar mishra hmm. he just sort of casually said that 30% of all lawyers in india are fake and they hold fraudulent <laughs> law degrees well yes let's throw that stat out there <laughs> just put it there just be like mm, we are we are providing 20 lakhs for like the cleaning budget for the bci And here, there's another 15 lakhs for legal aid, and oh, all 30% of all the lawyers are fraudulent. Just put it anyway, out. Anyway, cupcakes, <laughs> cupcakes, yeah. <laughs> so also in 2016, uh, all the state bar councils, because of this, they were given directions to start verifying advocates. Hmm. So advocates had to, like, every five years, they had to provide details about their practice and their enrollment. Uh, they had to pay a license fee, even you know, like it was quite elaborate. So, like, all of these documents would then be sent back to the college to get it verified. Yes, that's exactly right. So they okay. would collect, you know, like degree certificates and stuff, and they'd send hmm. back to the accredited college, and the college would say, "Yes, this guy actually did this." Um, oh. And of course, enrollment documents would be with the bar itself, so they would verify that independently. Hmm. So basically, what was happening was. the advocates act passed in 1961 hmm. and uh, there was no real like digitization process then because digitizing anything didn't exist as a concept <laughs> so there was no like overreaching comprehensive process to verify whether an advocate was qualified or not across the country you know hmm. and hmm. even my enrollment which happened in i want to say 2014 Huh. It's one of the first few ones that was entirely digitized, and bar councils uh-huh. were like genuinely struggling to collate these sorts of documentation and oh. digitize all these old records. So it was pandemonium. Okay, like 
they had to like just put in all these new rules about verification they had to figure out how to verify how to actually verify the lawyers what documents to ask for some of these documents are like colleges in the 70s and 80s okay it's oh, oh. really old yeah and they had to get all this done in 2 years because they were also supposed to be finished by 2018 oh i think i remember this i think some colleges were also being inspected right some yep, like yep. some of yep. their accreditation was halted around this time and mm-hmm. i think i remember reading that the uh, bci put a ban of like 3 years on all new university accreditation applications that's exactly right uh, so the vice chairman of the bci satish abarao deshmukh hmm. even as recently as january 2020 he said that there are multiple colleges that had not taken on the bci accreditation and law like all law school aspirants should generally be very careful about where they apply so yeah. there was like a general hey guys be careful sort of a scene so mm-hmm. anyway the bci and the state bars they took like this nationwide check on all the advocates numbers okay hmm. so in 2016 16 lakh lawyers had registered in all so that would be like hmm. 1.6 million people okay um but when the call for verification was sent out only hmm. 1.1 million responded oh now this could be an awareness issue maybe everybody doesn't really know about it but hmm. i remember that year we were all ta- like every lawyer i know was talking about this verification thing okay they were like hmm. oh i have to send my documents again and there there were people who didn't even get their bar council exam uh, like pass certificate in time for them to pass hand this over you know so oh. i don't think anyone could have missed it if there was a chunk of people that didn't apply it's very uh. likely that they were not lawyers ah <laughs> uh, i see i think i remember seeing some posts on like uh, fake certificates being handed out to students yeah. like there was a firm <laughs> based out of chennai and they and they were booked for selling like fake law degrees with the names of some yeah. just made up north indian universities mm-hmm. and they even just made like seals that looked like they were from that university that's yeah that's actually true that happened a lot i, I remember seeing news like that a lot anyway this is this is just a this is a whole ass mess okay so yeah so after all of this in february 2017 mm-hmm. it was basically reported that 60% of all lawyers practicing in india were likely fake oh whoa yeah so this Huge. number yeah huh. it was at 30% two years prior <gasps> apparently it almost doubled like it <laughs> essentially because the verification process oh that's insane mm-hmm. I, i actually i did like come across a story like even now when we were looking up the sesi zavier this thing i i read this like one times of india article that had come out uh in january 2017 Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they jumped the gun because they didn't have like a whole picture. So their headline was just like 45% of lawyers fake checking is on. <laughs> <laughs> We're still checking guys. <laughs> they just wanted to get in on the action. They're like at least 45% to ho jayega. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> So yes. the yeah so the BCI chairman Manan Kumar Mishra sorry hmm. he also mentioned and I'm quoting him on this the number of practicing lawyers is about to come down by 50 to 60% after completion of the verification process this will certainly improve the quality of our legal profession <laughs> Sure <laughs> So on that note let's take a quick little break and when we come back let's talk about how sesi maybe improved the quality of legal education in the country <laughs> Welcome back everybody after the break we last left you with some disturbing news about the sheer number of fake lawyers likely roaming around in this country 
to that i must say if you spot someone wearing a black and white suit carrying a briefcase they are not necessarily a lawyer so don't get fooled however they could probably just be like an investment banker or something in which case hmm. just slap them right across the cheek their face cheek or their butt cheek yes <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but, but the latter is like sexual harassment so i don't yeah please don't, that. don't slap don't slap butt cheeks guys i mean unless everybody is consenting yeah generally don't slap butt cheeks <laughs> a little before the news about all that unlicensed legal practitioners we were talking about how sassy xavier our sassy malayali woman from alappura had won the alappura bar association's elections to become the council librarian which by the way is no simple job there's the book procuring organizing case law updating and just general library stuff also yeah. it comes with a sizable budget because bar council and association libraries are massive Mm-hmm, so yeah in fact she won the election and all but i'm surprised they just gave the role to an elected person in the first place library mm-hmm. management is really hard most of the time you have to do at least a masters degree in library sciences just to get an archival job not even like head librarian or something so we're at this point in 2019 sessi was 27 years old she would go on to hold her title as a librarian for the next 2 years she would also spend the 2 years practicing law sessi <laughs> appeared in several cases before various courts in kerala she yeah. was apparently also appointed advocate commissioner in a few cases mm-hmm. so basically this is an officer appointed by the court to go to sites investigate facts and evidence on behalf mm-hmm. of the court so she was literally acting as an extension of the court yeah just go big or go home and sessi was just <laughs> embodying that Hell yes, she was. Mm-hmm. Life is just going great for Sassy. It really until is. dot dot dot. Some oh, rando complained against her. Oh no! Yeah, I feel I feel like it's one of the other people who was nominated for that uh, librarian role and been. So they waited two years just after she got nominated. out of spite. Yes, no. this ha- is my so theory. Like, I have I have a master's degree, and this twenty-seven-year-old just turns up. And yes, it's probably sounds right. Yeah. No. It does kind of sound right, actually. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so, on fifteenth July two thousand twenty-one, an anonymous letter turned up at the Alappuzha Bar Association. Mm-hmm. It said that Sessi didn't have a law degree and that the Bar Association should investigate this soon. Mm-hmm. And the Bar Association started tripping. <laughs> They launched like a full investigation into the whole deal. They sent her a notice over email, WhatsApp. asking her to show cause they also gave sessi xavier like 24 hours to hand over her documents mm-hmm. and then they found out a few things first the anonymous letter was right da 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 the college documentation that sessi produced were all fake second they took her enrollment number and tried to verify it against their roles with this they found that she hadn't even actually enrolled instead she just gave some enrollment number of some other advocate from tiruvananthapuram man <laughs> third and lastly the alappuzha bar association realized that it had messed up <laughs> no one oh, no. bothered to verify her details before and now here's a fake lawyer just set loose <laughs> in the state's court and handling a very expensive library full of old and valuable books it was i think for a <sighs> lack of a better phrase just a giant steaming pile of incompetence across the board yeah that is the right phrase So in a few days the bar association lodged a complaint with the Alappuzha North Police Station. So the FIR listed a bunch of sections 
and it's time to play a new game we call Indian Penal Code and Sections. What do you know? Do you know things? Let's find out. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a T-shirt with that. <laughs> Succinct. All right, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Section Four Seventeen, guys. You know this one. It's the punishment for cheating. Whoever cheats will get up to one year in prison and or a fine. Yeah. Yes. Dude, okay, section 419. You also know this. It's from the Zoya Khan episode. Think, think about it. Go back to episode 3 of Misconduct Podcast because this is punishment for cheating by impersonation. That's 3 years in the hole. It is, it is. That's that's a long time in the hole. Section 420. This is just common knowledge now, guys. Come on. It's cheating to induce delivery of property which comes with imprisonment up to 7 years. And what are these individual punishments apply to? For each instance of an offense or simply put, each time she did the no no thing. Yeah. Okay, that was beautiful. I um, I was quite fun. That was stunning. Yes, that really it was. <laughs> <laughs> so now, obviously, how it goes is if you get an FIR filed against you and the charges go before the court, the court can decide how to proceed. Sassy hmm. apparently had decided that she should go produce herself before the court. I guess that's an honorable thing to do. Sure. So, so she went off with the intention of defending herself. Except when she landed there. She found out that all the charges against her were non-bailable. That means she'll be stuck in jail till the case is decided. Yeah. You know how she could have known if those cases were non-bailable? How? If she was an actual lawyer. Oh no. <laughs> she would have even turned up. <laughs> But fair. Fair. Yeah. So at that point Ceci decided to do like a full U-turn and she just ran away. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I get it. I'm not even mad. I also have some things to add here, okay? Hmm. One, there are reports that some advocates that were at the courthouse actually helped her escape. So, oh. yeah, I don't know how true this is, but if it is true, then you know what? That woman made some really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> she may be a fake lawyer, but she didn't have a fake heart. <laughs> oh, I nisha.exe has stopped functioning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Someone has to be exceptionally nice to me if, like, mm-hmm. if they want help in, you know, escaping the law. Yeah. Like, like, you have to be really nice. Like, you have to be, you have to buy me one of those cakes that don't look like cakes. That kind of nice. Oh, cakes that look like shoes. Yes, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, I'll put it on, but then your foot is in a cake. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would do it, but I would do it for the giggles. To be very fair, um, the second thing that I want to tell you guys. is that india times also reported that she ran away with a bunch of rare and valuable books no yeah who would have thought this would happen <laughs> dude you know i don't actually don't know how true this is it is reported in a couple of places but you know when books are harmed in any way that's what genuinely upsets me and actually i did read that yeah. the police i'm not sure if they filed a case for theft actually they should have i don't yeah. know where we are on that Um anyway I understand why she was booked for non bailable offenses she was mm. obviously clearly at flight risk mm. also the complaint that the uh, you know that the Alapura bar association made before mm. the police mm. it clearly stated that you know she may abscond fearing apprehension like it outrightly called it out so it makes sense that she was booked for non bailable offenses yeah actually I want to talk about this complaint mm-hmm. so uh Raghavi got a copy of it uh, from a friend who is based in Kerala mm-hmm. and it's just so goddamn sad first off 
the alapura bar association outrightly admits in the complaint that when sesi came to enroll with the bar they just believed her yeah. <laughs> like you would believe the cake that looks like a shoe <laughs> secondly when they noticed early on that some documents were missing they didn't ask her about it in fact let me quote the complaint Sesi approached the bar association and applied for membership in normal course believing her words and the fact that she was a practicing lawyer here she was given membership on 30th march 2019 later when we searched our office for the documents submitted by her before this association at the time of applying for membership the relevant documents were found to be missing she continued to be a junior at the chambers of advocate b sivadas and involved herself in all activities of the association things continued to be so things continued to be so <laughs> you couldn't find documents verifying her identity so you were like oh well <laughs> but you know what after they found out they mm-hmm. terminated her membership with the association does that mean anything to you no <laughs> not at all <laughs> but Uh so what's what's up with her now where is Ceci? Uh, okay so um we don't know but on 21st September 2021 an order was passed by the Kerala High Court because she through her lawyer had mm. made a request for anticipatory bail okay. and the high court just straight up denied that request. Oh is Ceci in uh, Egypt because she's getting denial <laughs> shut up so in the order the high court just ripped into her okay this hmm. and i'm going to quote this okay hmm. it's quite harsh so just like be well uh, the offenses alleged against her are no doubt grave and serious in nature and the prosecution has to probe into the details so as to collect the entire materials to proceed with the investigation of the case with her in custody hence granting of pre arrest bail is vigorously opposed nisha do you want to say the next one cool It is well settled that while considering an application for bail the court has to take into consideration the nature and gravity of the accusation leveled against the accused the larger interest of the public reasonable apprehension of tampering with the evidence likelihood of absconding etc in the instant case prima facie the petitioner has not only cheated the bar association alapura the district judiciary of alapura the general public but also the entire judicial system as observed above she is not a law graduate and she never enrolled as an advocate before the bar council of kerala but clandestinely produced the enrollment number of another advocate and the said number was exhibited by her as her roll number in all her activities as an advocate before the courts in alapura district and fraudulently used that number for various purposes as if she had enrolled as an advocate with the roll number doubtless that the gravity of the offenses alleged against her is grave and serious in nature and back to Rajini. right so the last thing the court said to probe into those details definitely custodial interrogation of this petitioner appears to be essential and inevitable if she is granted bail the possibility to abscond also cannot be ruled out basically the court said get wrecked <laughs> <laughs> so that is from the court side what now nisha What? What? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> We just have to wait because Sassy Xavier is still at large. Yep. She has not been found, and the police truly have no clue where to look for her. But there is something that you, dear listeners, can do about it. Mm. If you have any information about Sassy Xavier, you can contact the Alapura North Police Station 
their contact details should be available in our blog post I, the fact that she's still at large is kind of mind boggling to me you know so i was all over like twitter last week trying to find out if anyone has any like first hand information about her but mm-hmm. no one seemed to um and there's this one article that the there's a legal reporting website called live law mm-hmm. had written which was about who could have possibly given her like fake certificates right. honestly the answer to that could be anyone you can just like print one at home just <laughs> with a hologram of a of a labrador retriever <laughs> no one will notice because the the councils and the courts are so overwhelmed right the yeah. bar council is so overwhelmed on on any day anyway so they had posted like a snippet of the article on twitter mm-hmm. and then below that there was a comment by some random twitter user mm-hmm. and god i love random twitter user <laughs> <laughs> but basically he had written Malayalis will always help fellow Malayalis. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow. <laughs> What like despite the fact that this is such a pointless theory. Yeah, it's so specific. <laughs> the the thought that, you know, Sesi had this community of people that might be supporting her. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is kind of heartwarming. Ha- oh, I did not think you were going to go with that. Heartwarming <laughs> is a word. That's correct. Yes. Um Listeners, please disregard everything that came out of Nisha's mouth in the last thirty seconds. <laughs> But do remember the bit that she says earlier about contacting the Alapura Police Station. Please give them a call if you have any information about Sesi. Only if you have information about Sesi. No prank calls. Okay. I'm warning you. Are you giving you. ideas? No, I'm warning them so we don't have liability. Okay. <laughs> Aha. Mm, that's right. And that sort of brings us to the end of this episode. It was a little. It was a cute little one, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Mm. It was just a lot of giggles it in really there. Was. It was so unnecessary. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you for joining us today and every other time that you have joined us as well. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, don't forget to review us. Um, leave likes, hearts, subscription boxes, ding, notification bell, whatever. Smash <laughs> that, whatever they say, man. Smash that like button. The kids say it all the time. Don't forget that stuff. Yes and we're always happy to listen to your feedback so if you want to reach out on like Apple podcast by leaving a review mm-hmm. or on YouTube by leaving a comment or just leaving us a direct message on Instagram because yeah. that works as well and uh, you can catch us on Instagram i am at just.dishful.pt and i am at ragi.dose Uh, you can also find all of the uh, sources that we have for all of our episodes on our blog that's in the description uh, of this episode and we will see you on the next episode of misconduct see you guys <laughs> <laughs>